0: Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly
2: matter. But now you fast forward, I think it was like five years ago, there was a huge not moral panic, but people, there was a lot more discussion about it. They said the robots are coming. Now they're saying in probably another year or two, it's going to be really coming in, in terms of the popularity that these robots are going to be incorporated into everyday life in some cases. Because when I think of social media, the internet, AI, like you said, is becoming so mainstream and so ubiquitous. What's going to happen when we have these robots that are now being integrated into human life? And what happens when the technology does get so good that... You know, they are more human-like and they are able to meet people's emotional needs and maybe even physical needs.
1: Welcome to Multi Monogamous with Ghost, where we discuss the poly galaxy and many things in between. We cover everything from the origins and history of polyamory and polygamy to various individual experiences within polyamory. Here, we also discuss the deeper issues like poly relationship therapy, the stigmas facing polyamory, and how to redefine various alternative lifestyle companionships. That's right, you got it. You're at the right place at the right time. You're Inside the world of multi-monogamous with ghost.
3: welcome back to multimonogammist I'm your host Elrico Ramon also known as ghost this is the poly galaxy and today we are gonna dive we're gonna dive into alternative styles of companionship and technology what what uncharted territory are we going into I remember this is like about five years ago I'm um, just having this random conversation with an ex-partner of mine. And we're just kind of talking about sex robots, which is ironic because just the other day I'm watching this clip um, of Joe Rogan's podcast where they're talking about what's going on now. Like, like what's the evolution at this particular point in time, 2024 regarding these sex robots. But going back to the conversation with my ex-partner, I was like, man, men about to be, you know, utilizing A.I. and these robots uh, for pleasure, et cetera, et cetera. And she was like, just like, oh, I just don't believe it. men and robots. That's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. And I was like, are you are you serious? (laughs) Are you serious? Because last time I checked, women have been using machines to pleasure themselves for. Quite a you know what let's let's go ahead and do this let me I'm just gonna do a really quick search and keep in mind that I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna use three sources sources I'm gonna use one source I'm going to put in the origins of vibrators and let's see what it pulls up how the vibrator came to be let's see if it gives a year. Let's see if it gives a year. Um, It's saying. Inspired by the appearance of a vibrator in the late 1990s episode of sex. And I don't know what's. Ah, boo. Boo, boo, boo. Let me see if it's somewhere else. Um, A French pelvic douche appeared in the 1860s, which fired a jet of water at the clitoris and was claimed to induce paroxysm, I don't know what that is within four minutes. And by the mid 1870s, a steam powered manipulator had been invented consisting of a table with a cutout area for the patient's pelvis to which a vibrating spear was then applied. Patented in the 1880s by a London physician, Dr. J. Mortimer Granville. Is pre-da- it predated the invention of the electric iron and the vacuum cleaner by a good decade. So it looks like we're seeing 1870s, um, 1880s. And when you start getting the, you know, the, the the elements of the vibrator for the next 20 or so years, the vibrator or massager, as it was known, enjoyed highly respectable popularity. So, yeah, basically between 1870 and 1909. 06 is when you're seeing the inception of the vibrator. That's technology for you right there. That was you guys robots. (laughs) So you guys are y'all y'all on the curve. Y'all way ahead of us. Right. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going to talk about that a little bit. And also just kind of going back to that clip of Joe Rogan's podcast that I was watching in regarding to sex robots. Yeah, they they've come quite a ways over the past 10 to 15 years. And they are going to continue to be more and more realistic. If I'm correct regarding that clip, I was watching they're now able to do certain movements, not necessarily a full body and full body movements, but they can looks like they can twist arms, move hips, and I'm thinking that they can do some other things with their head and their mouth and their eyes, and they can moan now and all that stuff. Well, don't you think that just like social media kind of stunts people's ability to communicate in real life, that sex robots will stunt people's ability to have a real, meaningful, romantic relationship with someone?
2: I think if you've never been with someone, or if you are particularly selfish, probably. Yeah. Because I, I previously thought most people will prefer a real-life person to a robot, yeah. and I also thought the technology is so far off that, like, the early prototypes of these robots were not really that um, convincing. We'll say so. I didn't think that we'd get to a point where the, it would be comparable, but we are we are getting there. What is
3: the state of the art of? Sex I'm going to bring robots. up also. Where is? Hold on one second. I wanted to look up. Um, my podcast, right? Quick, uh, multi-monogamous, right? Multi-monogamous podcast, and I want you to keep in mind also that we we visited this conversation, very thorough conversation, with the most wonderful and divine, divine Dr. Eli, also known as Dr. Elizabeth Chef, where we talked about what do some alternative styles of companionships like polyamory look like in the new world of technology? We took a real nice deep dive, you know, regarding various technological point of views. So, so this is, this is coming. Let me add another variable in there. I remember watching such a wonderful movie, the movie inception, raise your hand if you remember the movie inception, right? So you might remember this one part, pretty much in the middle of the movie. They're basically looking for this drug that could induce somebody to stay asleep for about, I think it was 10 hours. I'm kind of paraphrasing. It might've been 20, but I think it was 10 hours. They needed a drug to induce somebody for 10 hours so that they can go two, three levels deep within the dream world to extract or to induce somebody to do something once they come out of that dream state. If you haven't seen the movie, it's a great movie, watch it. If you haven't seen it, you already know what I'm talking about. To go um, and find this drug, they visited this individual. This individual knows how to make this drug. And as they walk into this individual's storefront, the guy invites them to go to this back room. They go to the back room.
2: How long do they dream for? Three, four hours each day. You dream, Tom, with this compound? About 40 hours, each
3: and every day. Why do they do it?
0: Tell him, Mr. Cobb.
3: After a while, it becomes the only way you can dream. Do you still dream, Mr. Cobb?
0: They come here every day to sleep. No. They come to be woken up. The dream
3: has become the
0: reality. (laughs) Who are you to say otherwise?
3: (laughs) They don't come here to go to sleep. They come here to live. They come here to dream. I say all that to say that individuals are going to be deep diving, living in these parallel realities alongside this physical realm or material realm reality that we call reality or existence. But people are going to, people are going to live in virtual worlds people are going to live in metaverse type of realities so that's another thing that's going to go into the perspective regarding um other types of relationships that will exist consistently the last thing i want to bring up is this i call it predictive programming i am somewhat of a conspiratorist or conspiracy theorist or whatever you want to call it So I'm watching this Netflix special called Pluto. What was this intrigue, what's Pluto about? Pluto, and I'm paraphrasing again because it's it's quite thorough regarding what it's about, but of course my dog wants to drink water while I'm talking, so bear with me, (laughs) she's thirsty. Pluto is basically about this boy, he's a robot, and let's just say for lack of words, he's put here to save the world. Let's just say that, right? Let's not get too far into that. Watch it for yourself. I thought it was good. I, I did enjoy it. I like I'm, 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 I'm intrigued uh, as, as I am one that more so gravitates and is able or desires or innately relates to our past regarding our ancestors, regarding indigenous practice and practices and principles. I'm intrigued. I am regarding the future and technology as this is just a part of who we are. This is a part of the future. It's it's here. It's going to happen. It's going to continue to unravel and roll out. And that's just the way it is. Pluto. I'm watching it. And there's this scene at the beginning. I think it's episode one, episode two. You might like this. And within this particular episode, um, this detective who is a cyborg. No, no, he's not. I think he's a full blown robot. He's sitting down in this cafe across the table from this boy robot. Named Pluto. And Pluto is. If I'm correct. Eating ice cream. And Pluto is loving this ice cream. Oh it's the best thing on earth. He's smiling. He he has the emotional reactions to it. It tastes great. And the detective is like. Wait. You're really enjoying this. But you really don't know what you're tasting. You don't. how How are you able to you know, enjoy this. And the boys basically like, well, I'm enjoying it because number one, I'm able to emulate. I'm able to mirror what others do when they enjoy something. That's one perspective. And lack, you know, for lack of words, basically they go into this dialogue of, well, what is taste and, and how are we able to connect to like, this is the thing that tastes good. And why do we think it tastes good? Because what tastes good and what is good and, and, how it feels is somewhat relative and subjective to every every individual. And when you start going through the deep, in-depth layers of how our five senses are connect, connected to what our mind displays and executes on a moment-to-moment basis every single millisecond, every single moment of the day, well, therein lies the perspectives of subjectivity and relativity as it pertains to how one feels and what, what something tastes like and what somebody may hear and, and how we're conditioned to enjoy or, or fear things or, you know, what sadness, what is, what is um anger, et cetera, et cetera. Like it was a very intriguing conversation. And I was like, Oh my goodness, they are really setting this up. Like they're setting it up for like uh, robots to have, um, Laws and rules and equality and certain uh, variables of regulations as it pertains to robots being on the same platform and level as humans, as humans will engage and interact with robots on a daily basis, as a lot of humans will become somewhat cyborg like as they will um, be implemented, maybe with machinery. So it'll be like a, a part human, half human arguably people say we're already there because we cannot be without our phones on a moment to moment basis. So that makes us part machinery already. I'm not here to debate and argue that that's a whole nother story and subject for another point in time. So I'm just layering these different examples to give you a perspective of is here, it's here. And how, how do we um, engage with this new realm of technology that will continue to unravel and unroll itself over the next 10, 20, 30 years. Um, there's so many different perspectives of, how, uh, of how to engage. Some people are like, I'm not engaging at all. That's great. Some people are like, I'm going to, be full blown into it that's great too whatever whatever your thing is whatever you here for that's your purpose some people are like i'm gonna do you know somewhat of a hybrid thing i'm gonna partially be into the uh, robotic technological world i'm gonna partially continue to maintain and manage my sanity and my place here in this physical realm nobody's right nobody's wrong it is what it is again your journey and your purpose is your purpose so how about relationships? How how do companionships look? It's going to it's going to be a very complex dialogue and conversation as things continue to unravel. And the truth is we really don't know like what that's going to look like again because that is uncharted territory. Pulling up
0: to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
1: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other
3: offer.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Going back to that episode, I don't know if I told you what episode it was. It's episode five on the multi-monogamous uh, podcast platform with Dr. Eli Sheff. And one of the things we were talking about was you know, is it right or wrong for a quote unquote human being to be in partnership with a robot? And uh, we didn't go deep dive into the numerous layers of what that looks like, but I'm going to just kind of like give a few perspectives, right? So one perspective possibly may be that that is unethical. That is immoral because a human should not be, Um, mingling and engaging with a robot. So I'm going to say yes. And maybe not (laughs) who like, why? Like, why should a a human not um, engage with a robot on on a, on a physical or sexual level? I already brought the example regarding the vibrator. Women have been utilizing vibrators for a long time. Matter of fact, there's one out now called the Rose that's been out for a few years now. And from what I've gathered from other women, (laughs) they say it's one of the most amazing things in the world. It's kind of impossible to really say that it's unethical or immoral for a woman or a man to engage and have sex with a, um, a robot, uh, when we start talking about consciousness and procreation and stuff like that, that might be a whole nother conversation, but I don't, I, if I'm being honest, I don't know if we can sit up here and say that that's unethical or that's immoral because it's something that has been done for quite a long time regarding one gender for a very long time. So that's one perspective. Um, Another perspective is, is it like cheating, for example, to engage with a robot again Every single individual, every single relationship, everybody's going to have to set up their parameters and boundaries on what that looks like. There will be some women and men that are like, uh-uh, you cannot have no relationship or relations with the robot because again, that's considered infidelity, that's considered savage behavior, whatever the case may be. Again, I'm going to I'm going to push back on that and say like, is it is it really, is it because the robot has a face on it? Because again, you've been using a for a long time. What, what, where does it become unethical and immoral? Is it because there's eyes now and it's because there's lips? Is it because they have a body like, and why does that make it cheating? And why does that make it wrong? Again, I'm not saying what it is or what it's not. I'm just saying these are very intriguing questions that We got to ask each other here. Right. Um, you know, the vibrator doesn't have eyes. It doesn't have, um, legs. It doesn't have the ability to interact on a conscious emotional sentient level. So is that what makes it not infidelity? Is that what makes it okay to have a relationship with your vibrator? Because from the definition of relationship, Let's look at it. Let's look at the definition of relationship right quick. Yeah, let's let's dive in a little bit. Definition of relationship. The way in which two or more concepts, objects or people <laughs> are connected or the state of being connected. Whoa. I, I honestly thought it was going to just say, you know, something, some connection between a human. Excuse me. But the definition does say the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected. According to that definition, (laughs) ma'am, if you have a vibrator and you've been utilizing this vibrator for a certain period of time, period of time, whether it was temporary, whether it was short, whether, whether you've been using one since you was a teenager and you, you know, started having, um, desires, hormonal changes, whatever the case may be. If you're connected to an object, you have a relationship with this object. That's a relationship. Let's look at the definition of comp- definition of companionship right quick. Let's see. Companionship definition, the, f- a feeling of fellowship or friendship. Hmm. Okay. Let's take it a step further. Let's go to Merriam Webster. Um, the fellowship existing among among companions. OK, they want us to dive deeper. Let's look at companions. One that accompanies an, another. Also, that keeps company with another. One that is closely connected with something similar. At no point have I read at any given point in this dialogue regarding these definitions at no point has it said it entails a human being. You just heard you just heard me read it. You can go back and read for yourself. I just looked up the definition of companionship, definition of companions, the definition of relationship. Let's look up fellowship. Why not? let's look at fellowship fellow because we got, we got to, we got to know what we're talking about here. What are we actually talking about and what makes something wrong and what makes something right and what makes something okay. and What makes something not okay. And what makes something unethical and what makes something not ethical or immoral, you know, like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta know what words we're, we're using here. Um, and what concepts and perspectives? Fellowship. Fellowship. Uh, a company of equals or friends. <sighs> yeah, I, I put it to you this way. I'm not even I've even taken it to the perspective of the court of law, you know, or, you know, what the black dictionary might say. Yes, there's a certain thing called a black dictionary. Check it out for yourselves. A very interesting, intriguing um, apparently important book when it comes to the judicial and legal system of this particular country in particular but we're talking about words here we're talking about how we use words how we use the concepts and essence of words and the etymology of words and just right there in layering these few words you know and their definitions it's expressing that they're really isn't much of a difference between a connection and relationship with a human being, an animal, a plant, or a machine. So right there, we're, it's, <laughs> it's setting up the dialogue and the conversation for arguments, conversations, debates, whether they be heated or not, on what actually is a robot and what actually defines a relationship with a robot. It's coming. It's coming. I'm just saying it's coming.
1: Don't forget to check out our other podcast about indigenous mental health called Normal LOL on iTunes, Blueberry and other podcast platforms you visit often.
2: What's going to happen to us then?
3: Yeah, we're going to stop breeding. (laughs) I mean, maybe that's the, the A.I.'s plan. It's to not exterminate the human race, but to give them options so that they just completely stop reproducing. Make the options far more attractive. And in a, in a way, we've kind of done that, like with video games. Um, like how And video games and just being online. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the statistics of how many people are single today, and how many men have gone like more than a year without any sex.
2: Yeah, and the stats here. It's like 30% of male millennials and 20% of women wild yeah that's a lot
3: another perspective on these things like like what might the boundaries look like regarding companionship with um a robot oh and i didn't even bring up um the netflix episode on black mirror with the two guys of course they just had to use two black guys but anyways i'm not gonna i'm I'm not gonna i'm not i'm not gonna get started <laughs> there's two black guys and um i I wanna I want I wanna I, I'm gonna give you the episode because you can watch it for yourself black mirror uh season five is it season five hold on one second just just bear with me one second yep season five episode one. Season 5, episode 1. It's called Striking Vipers, Black Mirror. It's on Netflix. And I'm just going to give you just this quick little uh, sentence of what it is. When old college buddies, Danny and Carl, reconnect in a VR session of their favorite video game, the late night sessions yield an unexpected discovery. (laughs) I don't want to give it away, but I'm going to go ahead and and go ahead and and give you some of it. You can watch it for yourself. Cause it is, it's, it's, it's weird, but it's, it's here, it's here, it's coming. All right. So, um, this is what basically what it's about is, yeah, they're, 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 they're buddies. They went to college together. They've, you know, been away for quite a long time. They haven't seen each other for a while. And then finally they reconnect again or whatever. They've been best friends forever. Matter of fact, uh, the another, the guy, the buddy um, is married. I think they have a child or two or whatever. So he's married. The other guy is a uh, single. He's a bachelor, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and when they meet each other, it's his birthday. And the buddy that comes over, he's like, Hey, happy birthday. And he gives them this earpiece and this thing, you put it in your ear. If I'm correct, you put it in your ear. And once you turn it on, you basically um, uh, transition from one state of consciousness, the physical realm into the VR world. And you're just in this VR world. And you're not even in the physical realm, your body's in the physical realm, but your consciousness, you or these elements of you are in the VR world. They end up basically having a relationship in the VR world. They end up choosing to be two different characters, and they have this relationship. And keep in mind the guy is married, so he, they're basically having an affair in the VR world. The guy don't even know how to even explain this to his wife. He wants to put a stop to it. Blah 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 blah. You can listen and watch it for yourself. But that's What I'm talking about, (laughs) that's what we're talking about on this episode. Like these things are inevitable as going to happen. And as VR gets even more and more realistic and these robots start engaging with us on a regular basis and they become even more realistic, the relationships will unfold. So what boundaries might you set? I don't know. Maybe maybe with your partner, maybe it will be okay. as as this actually happened in that particular episode. The partner was like, uh, basically, for lack of words, you're allowed to spend a certain amount of time in VR world with your partner. And then the rest of the time is me. And then there was a compromise. The compromise was you can spend time having a relationship in VR world. And his wife was allowed to go out. Uh, to bars or clubs or whatever and go on dates and whatever else, maybe other compromises might've been involved in that, that we don't know of because the episode ended after that. Now you might be saying that is weird, but keep in mind, you are also listening to me on a polyamorous podcast platform and we are talking about what alternative styles of companionship. And this fits right under that umbrella okay no you can't sit up here and be like that's weird and that's strange because what is weird and what is strange and what is normal and what is not normal it's here and it's coming right let me see how far we in I don't want to um get too much because I think I'm gonna bring the polypimps on to um, extend this conversation a little deeper because I really am interested in what they have to say. If you don't know who the poly pimps are, they have a podcast also. Um, Usually they usually put episodes out every, it might, it could be every other Wednesday or every uh, two Wednesdays. But I did an interview with the poly pimps uh, about a month and a half ago, and it was a lot of fun. It was exciting and they are really, really cool. So, um, I believe I'm going to have them on and we're going to we're going to dive deep into that because I already know that Me Too and uh, Sky are going to have some very interesting perspectives on that. Right. So we're going to we're going to dive into that. But um, but yeah, just kind of getting back to, you know, what the principle of this podcast is about. It, it's just simply rolling out the, the essence and the beginning phases of. Uh, the dialogue and the conversation that centers around what relationships look like uh, with robots, what relationships look like in the VR world, you know, like how does AR augmented reality? How does that play a role in this? I don't know. How does the metaverses or the different <clears throat> simulations or applications like metaverse, how does that look and what does it look like regarding engagements and interacting with other individuals in that realm? What does it look like when you have the opportunity, if you have the opportunity to purchase, to buy, to rent, to lease, to whatever your own robot, (laughs) what does that look like? What does it look like when you have the opportunity to go to the strip club and engage in, one-on-one stripper activity with a male or female robot. What does it look like? What does it look like when you get the opportunity to hire a robot, male or female, whatever, for your birthday party or bachelor party? What does that look like? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But these are very interesting conversations. And... It's again, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. So, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. I know you. I know I can talk. I can talk. Usually I go for about an hour, but I'm going to go ahead and behave because, like I said, I want to do a part two about this. I want to rock out with the poly pimps on this and I might even actually bring somebody else on who uh, is actually deeply immersed in the VR world and metaverse world or the world of robotics and have a conversation with them too. You know, as far as expert perspectives and opinions are concerned. So we're going to have a lot of fun again, the different uh, shows and movies I talked about on this particular episode. We talked about inception, talked about the um, Netflix special Pluto, talked about the Netflix series, black mirror. It was season five episode. What was that one? Was that one? I don't remember what it was, but it's called striking vipers and it's on season five. And was there another? Was there another movie we talked about? I can't remember. But there's so many AR robotic movies. You got um, X Machina. X Machina is a really good um, perspective of human-like robots. Kind of freaky, but hey, it's it's out there. Oh, and Joe Rogan. We're talking about Joe Rogan's uh, podcast in particular. A uh, clip. Matter of fact, let me get the title for that because I like to. I like to make sure I give you guys. Opportunities to go and look this stuff up for yourself. Um, it was Joe Rogan. Hold on a second. Joe Rogan, uh, sex robots, sex robots. Yeah, it was Joe Rogan. You can type in YouTube sex neuroscientist on the scary future of sex robots again, sex neuroscientist on the scary future of sex robots. All right, I had so much fun again share this episode with your friends because i think it'll make for a really really good i know it'll make for a really really good interesting dialogue with you and your friends family members even your partners it's might as well start talking about it now so so that you have a jump on what it's going to be like to um have these conversations and what reality is going to look like over the next 10 15 30 years all right so that's going to do it for this episode um again check me out i'm on ig multi-monogamous also el rico ramon worlds and uh, if you want to email me Ramon at hotmail.com i'm pretty good at answering all emails and definitely responding to dms as long as i'm not out in the woods which i usually am And lastly, but not least, don't forget to buy the book. Might have to write a book on technology and sex robots. Who knows? Multi-monogamous, three ex-fiances later. Pick it up. All right? It's on Amazon. Peace, y'all.
1: Don't forget to check out our other podcast about indigenous mental health called Normal LOL on iTunes, Blueberry, and other podcast platforms you visit often.